You guys, it's the Melrose Place podcast where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series Melrose Place. I'm Jenny Hill. And I'm Dan. Let's get it started. Episode 25, Season 1, Irreconcilable Similarities. Air date March 3rd, 1993. How you doing, Jenny? Doing great. How about you, Dan? It's a good old 11.25 p.m. on a Thursday. Yep. Going on about four hours of sleep, but you know what? We're here. We gotta bring you Melrose Place recaps. We gotta do it. Because we know the six of you guys that are listening right now need your Melrose Places. And we are dedicated to you because we love you. We love you to death. Love you to death. So where do we start with this episode? Well, we're going to start off at Amanda and Billy's. That's weird to say. That's very weird. We're at Amanda and Billy's place, and it's sort of like a montage of Billy sort of aimlessly walking around her place trying to read the paper and get comfy and he's like wrestling around in in shitty chairs and uh he finally makes a home on the floor right like under a child. like the breakfast bar he can't find any place to get comfortable and it really kind of nails home the notion that he just doesn't feel at home in Amanda's apartment. Yeah, it's this is not his place. And they do a good job of just really hammering that in first scene. And Amanda shows up and she's like, I folded your laundry and I made you breakfast and all this, all the good stuff. And he's like, well, thanks. Yeah, and she's like, I just like to take care of somebody now that's not myself. And Billy's like, wow, Allison never did any of this stuff for me. (laughs) And I just want to be like, Billy, because Allison was your roommate. And this is your girlfriend. Yeah. And I could name a shitload of things that Allison did for you right off the jump. (laughs) The first of of many being... um, Hey, Billy, remember when you got carjacked and your cab got beat to shit? And Allison left Jake's birthday party immediately to pick you up from the cops? Oh, yeah. And remember when Allison was going to let you use her credit card for anything? Yeah. Remember when Allison loaned you $300 so you could impress your comedian girlfriend and her son? Oh, no, that wasn't the purpose. He lied to her. Oh, yeah. he li- Yeah, you lied to her to get the 300 bucks. Oh, like, yeah, to get you out of debt, she was going to let you charge it all? Well, you're so right there, and I forgot all of that stuff that Allison did. So, she read your sorry, piece of, Billy. She sorry read, she didn't do your laundry. She read your piece of shit script and then told you straight up that it sucked, and then she even burned it for you on her Weber grill. <laughs> Made sure that thing never saw the light of day. Billy, she's done a lot for you. Well... We'll see how this pans out throughout the rest of the episode. Um, We're then taken to Keith and Allison, and they're driving down the street, and Keith just launches into, Allison, you know I wouldn't want you to make this decision so hurriedly, but they need me in Seattle on Monday. I gotta know. Are you moving or are you not? Yeah, and he's like, well, you can't even drive a car anymore. And he's driving her car because... Because she's car. so traumatized by the event. Yeah. And uh, she's she's basically in a corner here like, well, what do I have? I have a job that I used to like, but now Amanda's there. I had a roommate I used to like, but now he's gone. And I got Keith, and I'm scared of everything. So. Yeah. 
So I'll go. right then and there, she says, I will go to Seattle with you, Keith. And he's like, wow, thank you. Like he didn't even believe, can't even believe it. Right. Now, Allison goes to work at D&D. And who's there but Amanda? And she's like, Allison, I had no idea where you were. Well, you are a little late. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat. Right off the bat. And then Amanda, I mean, Allison, she's she's not having it with Amanda this entire episode. Yeah, she's made up her mind. She's quitting D&D. So it's kind of like, hey, I don't care about this bitch anymore. I'm going to say it like it is. So she's basically like, hey, Amanda, when is Billy going to come get the rest of his stuff? And she's like, well, I don't know. He hasn't told me. And Allison just says, well, today is my last day. Lucy's going to find another partner for you. And Amanda is shocked. And she's like, well, uh, Allison, I mean, I'm so surprised. Have you told Lucy yet? And she's like, no, I haven't. But come on, Amanda, admit it. You're happy. You're happy that I'm leaving. You're glad that you're going to have Billy all to yourself now. And, um... Amanda tries to pretend like she is just shocked about it. Right. And Allison keeps pushing the issue. And then Amanda finally says, you're right, Allison. You're leaving is the best news I've heard all day. And me and Jenny both looked at each other like, oh, damn. This might have been her, her most powerful, like, bitchy line yet. Well. Directed towards a, another main character. You know. Amanda's been around for what, like four or five episodes? Yeah. And already you can see from that first scene that we see her, she comes into Lucy's office all smiley and bubbly and happy to Mm -hmm. get to work with Allison to now. It's like every other line is some kind of a dig and she delivers it with such conviction and just like backstabbery yeah that her character has already grown so much and if you have the um dvd box set like dan does (laughs) um there are some special features with darren star basically say uh, he talked about this in the special feature saying that uh, Heather Locklear really brought to the table this strong, bitchy character. And that when they. And, it, and that wasn't written. It was just a small. That wasn't thing. intended in the beginning. And just from her background of being on soaps, it's like every line she would deliver with such fierceness and attitude that it basically wrote itself. And really, Heather Locklear can be credited for saving. Melrose Place. Yeah. This show was really like in the can almost until she got brought on. And Darren Starr, he's like quoted in that box that the special features saying like, look, when when she would, you know, we weren't writing towards her, but the small lines that we gave her, she nailed them. So immediately we just all started started gravitating towards her character and it became what it is. And I'm sure... I'm sure it grows for to season oh. two to three to four to five, like it's gonna get nuts. If she, and she's because she's already a major presence on these shows. I mean, since she showed up, we've lost Michael and Jane. Yeah, you know, and th- <laughs> they were a major part of the show yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so basically, this is when we're really seeing the claws coming out that. Uh, Amanda's very happy that Allison is getting out of there. Right. And then, thank the Lord, the next scene, we're greeted by Mr. Michael Mancini on the phone with with someone. We're not sure yet, but he keeps calling him Sammy. And uh, They're not dead, guys. Yeah. They're, they're here. They're, they're not still dead. in Melrose Place. They're back from, from their seven-week vacation. Yeah. And uh, they're, of course, in a rush. Michael's got to go to work. Jane's doing Jane stuff. And uh, basically, we, we, we leave this scene knowing that there's a friend of Michael's in town, and he's going to have to pass off hanging out with him to Jane because he's so busy. Right. So we go over to Billy's old apartment, and he's moving his stuff out with Joe and Jake. And uh, Allison comes in while they're moving all their stuff. 
and she reveals that they found Keith's car and all the whole car was totally stripped and she segues into letting everybody know that she is going to be moving as well on Monday. And like no one's happy for her. Yeah. E- everyone's all just like, "Oh, is uh, that a good what? idea?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good observation because if one of your, you know, like neighbors were to tell you, oh, I'm leaving, it's you'd be like, oh, great, good for you. These yeah. people are like, is the, what? Are you what sure? What about your job? What are you, you going to do? You sure about this? It's sort of like, it's the same thing as when someone asks you how you're doing, you, you just say, fine. Yeah. When someone tells you you're moving, it's a positive. It just automatically. Well, oh, great. Joe especially does not think it's a positive. She feels that anytime a woman makes a decision that involves a man in any way, that that woman is sacrificing her entire life for this man. And look, Joe, we get it. You ran away from your husband because he was a dick. But you can't knock Allison for wanting to just up and leave because that's the same thing you did, butta. Yeah, and Allison's very assertive about this. She's like, look, I've considered it. It was a very hard decision, but I'm doing it. And that's how it's going to be. I'm moving out on Monday. I've got to go and get some boxes to get my stuff together. See you later. Right. So now we swoop over to this dinner that that Michael arranged for his friend, uh, Sam Towler, who they call Sammy, and Jane. Now, apparently... They have a long history of of hanging out, and they're at this sort of swanky dinner, and and they sort of talk about like their feelings from the past come up. Right. So they're old college buddies, and it's inferred that Sammy and Michael were really good friends. And when Jane started to date Michael, they used to go on these double dates all the time. And Sammy just had a revolving door of girls that he would just have. Every date, different girl. And Sammy confesses that the reason he didn't want to keep any one of the girls is because they weren't Jane. That he was, ha- Jane was his dream girl and nobody could touch her. Mm-hmm. Swooping in on somebody else's girl. But I do, I need to mention this. Um, in, in researching this episode, I, I go through the IMDb to see uh, who the guest stars are. And this guy is, his his real name is Rob Estes, but he, Jenny, he's credited as playing Sam Towler, who he is in this episode, and then Kyle McBride. And he's in the show from, it says he's credited from in the show from 93 to 98 Nice. So he's going to, at some point, he's going to come back and he's going to be a different person. But you know and what? In it, and in it for a long time. You know what's funny? SVU does that too. Really? Like, I think a lot of these shows that are on for years and years and years, they'll take actors and they'll put them in different roles and kind of sneak them in. Yeah. Well, I, I think, and I, I have like seasons one through four on my, like, in our house, but I've never seen season four, but I think he's on the cover. Oh, like he looked he look familiar. So this is just another puzzle piece where we know he's how around. He but yeah, how does he how does he totally change identities? Who knows? And really quickly in the dinner, he's like, okay, confession time. I had a crush on you. And at first, Jane is really taken aback. You can tell that she was not anticipating this. And she comes clean to him. And she's like, honestly, I've thought about it too. You know, the two of us getting together. But um, we just couldn't ever act on it. That was a million years ago. And so much has changed since then. Yeah. And... You know what? As adults, you don't tell somebody that you used to have a crush on them if you don't want to do something about it. You know? Well. It's just not information that. Dan, he obviously does want to do something about it. Right. But, I mean, there's no. Like, Jane is so naive to. Well, to be like, you want to talk about, like, etiquette? Oh, you're. This yeah. show, like this show, would be nothing without these. Uh, I'm these just, yeah, I'm just saying, 
like ladies, if someone tells you they used to have a crush on you, they still do. Oh, what do you think someone has a crush on me? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Probably. Probably not. Um, so Keith is over at Allison's house and he is getting a flight for Monday and Allison is pretty much like freaking out. Everything's going so fast. I have to go to work. I don't know what to do. And and when I get to Seattle, don't think that I'm not going to find a job. I am going to work there, Keith. And he's like, well, take some time off. You'll have to try to find us a place to live. I've got to go to work really soon. And she's like, don't, you You can't keep me away from working. I have taken so long to build this career. Yeah, and and that, he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh. Yeah, don't worry. You need to work because I can't. I can't pay for both of us. <laughs> and she's like, "Wow, I'm having a panic attack." And then he swoops in and kisses her, and she's like, "What's this?" Oh God! And then he says, "Do you remember uh, what he says?" Counter strike or some counter bullshit. Counter attack. Counter attack. <laughs> womp womp. Oh, I love it. Nice try, Keith. Real nice try. So we're over at. You- that that line was almost as smooth as you stopping making out with her and telling her you've been tested. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Allison. I've been tested. Ugh. Would you like to see the papers? Yuck. So we head over to Billy and Amanda's place. And Joe and Jake are over for dinner and they're having Chinese food. Of course. On uh, the coffee table. Right. Um, jo- the, and then... You know, Allison comes up. They're talking about how she's moving. Joe disagrees with it. Jake's like, whatever. She can do whatever she wants. And Billy's concerned. And Amanda's just sort of like, I don't care about anyone but myself. <laughs> so Billy has moved over this chair that he cherishes. And it's an old, uh, I guess like an old desk chair yeah. that you would, it's like leather and it has um, the little. It has the buttons. It's like a writer's chair. Yeah. It's like the chair in the Matrix where uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is. Morpheus is sitting. So he <laughs> has moved it over to Amanda's apartment, and he's sitting in it now. And um, Amanda sends him away to go get something. And while he's out of the room, she goes to Joe and Jake candidly and is like, "I hate this thing." Yeah, and then Billy's like, what? What do you you hate? He's like, "Uh, I hate your chair, bruh. Yeah, well, actually, it's Jake who's like, oh, Amanda just told us she hates your chair, which is funny that he totally outed her. Yeah, well, Jake's Jake's bros before hoes. That's his mantra. Totally. He will will not never sell out a bro. So Billy's like, he's, he's so passive, and he's just like, okay, well, if you hate it. I'll get rid of it. <laughs> and I don't care. It was really creaky. Did you hear it? It's creaky, but every time he moved it was like I'll take that chair. <laughs> that was a cool chair. So he um Billy volunteers Jake to help him carry the chair down to the dumpster. Right. So they're carrying it down and then Jake starts planting some seeds like, hey man. What else? Are you, what else are you gonna like bend over for for this lady? Uh, one day it's gonna be your, it'll be your shoes. The next day, it'll be something else. Yeah. So Jake is like, look, you don't have to sacrifice this chair. You love this chair. I mean, man to man, she's a beautiful woman, but I have a feeling she likes to be in control. What is she going to give up for you? Yeah, and then he's like. You need to start keeping score. Yeah, and Billy's like, I don't keep score. Well, maybe you should. Yeah, maybe you should, Billy. So we cut back over to Jane and Sammy. They have just driven back to Sammy's hotel after uh, driving in Jane's convertible with the top down. They're both freezing and commenting on how cold it is. And Sammy gets out of the car. Jane gets out of the car to kind of see him off. And out of nowhere... Sammy swoops in and steals a kiss. Which wouldn't happen anymore. Like if 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 you were getting dropped off, you would you would hug in the car and then later. You don't think you that the driver would get out to see you off? Not if you're buds. Not if it's your husband's friend. 
Yeah, pro- I wouldn't get out. Yeah, you'd be like, all right, see ya. Doors that way. <laughs> so he kisses her, and she kind of kisses him back for yeah, like a she second. Does. And then she pulls away really quickly. And Sammy is like, I'm sorry. Wait, no, I'm not. I've been wanting to do this for years. Fucked up, bro. <laughs> so You don't do that Jane, to your boy's wife? Yeah, I don't. Bruh. That's pretty messed up. Come and on, man. Jane is like, um... Look, Michael is your oldest and dearest friend, okay? You can't you can't do this. And Sammy's like, "Well, I guess inviting you up for a drink is out of the question." And Jane says, "It would be way too tempting." Yeah, Jane, you liked it. You totally yeah, liked it. Yeah, I mean it. that line was like, "What?" Yeah, I'm not these, these sort of scenes make me uncomfortable. I'm not I'm not a big fan of of cheaters. I hate cheaters. Yeah. This this is just not it, it gets deeper. Let's go. So it's the next morning. Oh, and I originally thought right here, like, is this the the thing that sets Michael on the downward spiral we know he takes? So it's the next morning and Jane is laying in bed and her eyes are open. You can tell that she's been struggling with this. Michael walks in. She pretends like she's sleeping. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Jane. Good morning. Uh, oh, um, oh, hi. Oh, you're just leaving? He's like, yep. It's almost 9 a.m. I'm about to leave <laughs> to go be a doctor, which is bullshit. Don't they have like crazy hours? Like they do. He, he would be gone at like five. Well, depending upon what his shift is, and he's like, "Well, tell me everything. How is Sammy? What happened?" Um, I'm tired. Can we just talk about it later? Very weird. Yeah, Jane. you're so, a bad liar. Michael's none the wiser. He leaves. He's off to work, and as soon as he walks out the door, you can tell that the guilt is all over Jane's face. Yep. So we cut to Allison. She's a little frantic. She runs outside, and she's met with Joe and then Michael leaving for work. And she's like, oh, hey, Joe, uh, do you want this random lamp? Because <laughs> I feel like the more things that I give away to people, the less I have to pack. <laughs> and Joe's like, uh, uh probably not. <laughs> yeah, doubt it, but okay. And they're interrupted by Michael saying... Hey, we're planning on throwing you a goodbye party on Saturday over at the beach. Just your regular old beach party. I hope you can make it. Which is like, we're throwing you the party. I hope you can make it. Yeah, uh, party's happening. <laughs> but that's so Mancini because he's like, hey, Allison, party's happening with or without you. So if you're going to be there, then be there. And the other thing I have a question about is, were there no leases in 93? Because... One, you can't just, like, quit your job. Two, you can't just, like, leave your apartment. Well, Michael was pretty lax about it. Maybe Mr. K kind of cut her some slack. (laughs) You need 30 days at least, right? L.A., the properties go quick, you know? I guess so. So we go over to Amanda and Billy's place, and Billy's looking in the newspaper and finds out that Nosferatu is playing on television later that night. Yeah, he's just sitting on the floor. Amanda shows up, and uh, Billy's like, oh, hey, my favorite horror movie's on. We gotta watch it. And she's like... "Uh, Not tonight, Billy. My father's in town. We're having dinner with him. And Billy's like... But Amanda, we had dinner with them last week, and this is my favorite. We have to watch it. Well, Billy, can't you tape it and we watch it a different time? He says, yeah, I'm already going to tape it. While we watch it tonight. Right. And, oh, man. Like, I feel for Billy because her father is the worst human being on the planet. But, yeah, I mean, and she, uh, she's basically like, 
I wanted to tell my father that we're living together. So like this, he, she wanted to make this a bigger deal. So you know he would just be pissed when he finds that out because it was only last week that he intro- that she introduced Billy to her dad and he was very disapproving of him. Right. And so the following week to be like, oh, guess what, dad? The guy you don't like lives here now. Yeah. Probably bad move. <laughs> Billy's doing you a favor, okay? Yeah, he really is. So it's decided that they're going to blow off the dad and they are going to watch Nosferatu on television. And then Billy is going to go for a run. He takes his keys. Amanda thinks this is weird. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to run on Melrose because I get lost. And, okay, going from Marina Del Rey to Melrose? To run? Ooh, it's going to take you two hours to freaking get there. And then you run for, what, 30 minutes and then come back two hours? Yep. That's your whole day. But okay, whatever, Billy. We're not going to judge whatever you want to do. Yeah. I mean, he's not a, what'd she say? He's not a morning person and he's not a night person. (laughs) He's really just no kind of a person. He's basically a piece of shit. (laughs) So... Billy and Allison are both running around Melrose Place, and it was inevitable. They're going to run into each other. And they run so weird. They both have A lot of flailing arms. Yeah, they both have this really weird jog. It's it's really unnatural. Well, they bump into each other, and Billy's just like, Oh, did you see what's playing on TV tonight? Yeah, Nosferatu. I mean, Amanda's all, Allison is all over it. She knows exactly what's playing. She's like, already, I'm already set to watch it. I got my popcorn ready. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to talk Amanda into watching it with me. And you can tell right then and there, like, here are the two that have so much in common. So this is, I think this is like the second time that we've seen, we've actually seen footage of people watching a movie on this show. I wonder if... They chose Nosferatu, one, because there's no words, and two, because it's probably royalty-free. It's like since public it's, domain. Yeah, since it's so like, old. What is an old movie that we don't have to pay <laughs> any royalties to? Right. And oh, that, Nosferatu was like done in like 1800, yeah. or whatever it was. It was like early 1900s. And it has no words, so we don't even have to... Like dub over dub anything. Over it. It's totally... Done. Um, that's a good question. That's probably why. So, um, they, you can tell that Billy, they're both kind of just yearning for one another. Mm -hmm. You can tell that they miss each other. Billy suggests that they go out for coffee, um, interrupting their run. And she's like, no, I, I gotta meet Keith on the beach, but I'm having this beach party going away thing. And, uh, Billy's like, yeah, Mike already called me. We'll be there. Yeah. Their schedules just don't match. And. All this stuff. So Allison runs away to continue on her run, and then Billy pretends like he's gonna run, but then turns around and watches her go. Wait, I watches her awkwardly prance off. A lot of pretending in this episode. Like oh, I'm sleeping. Oh, I'm actually running this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a marine biologist. <laughs> and that takes us over to. Uh, um, the beach. Yeah, so Allison and Keith are on the beach picking up trash. Yeah, and Keith, he picks up what appears to be a bag of dog shit. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, we, we're not going to see this kind of trash in Seattle, that's for sure. It's like, Keith, stop shitting on the beach. They're walking down the beach, picking up trash, and Allison, of course, is continuing to lament how quickly everything's going. And Keith is like, that's that's what I do. When I know something is right, I grab onto it and I don't let it slip away. And he grabs onto Allison. And he's that's so grabby. foreshadowing, okay? Mm-hmm. I think he's really sending a message that if Allison ever tries to leave, he's going to make it real hard for her. Stage five clinger. Yeah. Now we head on over to the evening. Michael comes home from work and Jane has like this amazing like dinner plan for him. And Michael, he walks in the apartment and he's like, uh, is it my anniversary? Is it, is it, is it my birthday? 
Did have my I missed aunt something? die and leave us a million dollars and this is a celebration dinner? Yeah, and she's like, no, it's just because I love you. It's just welcome you, welcoming you home. It's not like I kissed your best friend last night. I'm never going to tell you about it. Yeah. But have a piece of steak and let's forget about it. And so this tells me, the viewer, that Jane it feels guilty about kissing Sam because she, she liked it. Well... I think you are on to something. It's like she kind of liked it and didn't pull away at first. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I as a viewer, it's like, all right, you're you feel guilty. This is why you planned the dinner. You like you liked doing that. And Michael keeps prodding. So, no big announcements? I mean, nothing big going on in his life? Nothing you can report back to me about? No, it was pretty, you know, we just had dinner. That that was it. So Nosferatu is on. And Billy and Allison, both in their separate new homes, are going to be watching it. So Billy's with Amanda. He has prepared the biggest tub of popcorn. I mean, this competes with the extra large popcorn that you can get at the movie theater. Mm. And Daniel Hill is the person that he will go... When we're watching a movie at home, he goes to the movie theater, (laughs) like, sweet-talks his way in without a ticket to buy an overpriced tub of popcorn for, like, $15 and brings it back home. You gotta have that movie theater experience. Well, that's exactly what Billy is trying to recreate, and I thought that this would really kind of make Billy turn a corner in your eyes because... This is a trait that you both share. He then takes a vat of butter that he dumps all over the popcorn, which again is another thing that you love to do and don't you deny it. <laughs> but you prefer the not the real yeah. stuff, the, the manufactured fake butter that they have had right. the freaking um, the movie. <laughs> like I was going to say the cinemas. Let me let me break a few things down here. Now, Billy, I appreciate your popcorn game. You got a lot of popcorn. I totally dig it. Jenny's right. I love making a movie theater experience at home. It's it's my thing. But you lose all those points I just gave you, Billy, because you poured all that butter in the same spot, man. You got to you got to pour you got to you got to spread the wealth. You're going to get, like, one big handful of butter. And, yes, I love the flavored topping. <laughs> oh, it's, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called butter-flavored topping. <laughs> oh, yucky. Because <laughs> they, they, there's probably not a single drop of real yeah, butter in there. it's just, like, manufactured chemicals. Just hot, salty liquid. Oh, yuck. So, <laughs> Amanda is looking on as he's doing this, and she's not impressed. Then we cut over to Allison, who she's getting ready to put the movie on. She, too, has a big tub of popcorn. And she's like, I get the pillows. <laughs> explaining to Keith, you have to recreate the movie experience. And Keith's like, oh, I don't understand these movies. They should all be educational. They have a... They have a... A, a, responsibility, a responsibility to the viewer. It's like, Keith, shut the fuck up, you <laughs> stupid idiot. Just enjoy the movie, you freaking jerk. Like, you are such a nerd. If I was if I was in that room, I would have slapped him. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he does suck really bad. I'm like, oh, I don't understand this. It's like... It doesn't always have to be an educational film strip, Keith. <laughs> so then we cut back over to Amanda's apartment. And <laughs> she is leaned up against the mantle where the television is. And she's just fate, like watching the movie yeah, Amanda, six inches away from the TV. <laughs> there are two people in this world that I will never want to watch a movie with. And it's Keith and Amanda. Like that is that is so messed up to ruin somebody's movie watching experience. <laughs> so, and she's so close to the TV. They tell you on the back of the TV never to get as close as Amanda was to the TV. You could have a seizure. Really? Yeah. 
It says it. <laughs> okay. It's a warning. So, Amanda- And she's like pointing. She's like, oh, look at the makeup. This is so fake. <laughs> I can't stand it. I hate it when people talk during movies. Oh, I know. I will shush a baby. <laughs> I will shush a baby in a theater. It's bad. It is, yeah, it's bad. But, okay. Uh, so, Amanda hates it. Keith hates it. He's like sleeping. She decides that she's going. She's like, <laughs> can't you turn it down, Billy? And Billy's like, no, I want it up. In case you didn't realize this, I live here too, Amanda. It's not just your apartment anymore. Right. And I love how this is done. It's like the split date. Yeah. It's a split two date. They keep going back and forth. And then Keith is like trying to fuck. <laughs> He keeps on trying to like nuzzle up to Allison, and she's like, "No, get, get not off now. of me, not now." And then he's not even like trying to kiss her neck or anything. He just does this sort of like dips his head down, <laughs> and then like kind of wedges in. And she's like, "Ah, get out of here!" He must have learned that on his uh, on his turtle emulating marine life. The seals, <laughs> yeah. how they nudge each other. It's how turtles mate in the in the winter solstice. So Amanda storms out of the room. She's not happy. And then Keith, I think, like goes to bed or something. Yeah, Keith falls asleep. Both uh, Allison and Billy are by themselves watching Nosferatu, probably thinking on about how they would really prefer to be watching this movie with each other. Right. Uh, So now it's the next day, right? And Billy is seen bringing back in the chair his chair so he wants to make a statement to to amanda to let her know i live here too i have a place in this apartment Mm -hmm. if i want to watch a movie i can and this is my favorite chair and it's staying and then she's like i expected more of a fight here but apparently not because amanda sort of she sort of backs down and she's like well I have to learn to compromise, I guess. We can't have the same taste in everything. It was inevitable. Our first fight. How cute. Yeah, and then Billy's like, you know what I like about disagreements? And she's like, you mean arguments? And he's like, we get to make up. And I'm like, God damn it, Billy. This is not full house. He's in Full House. (laughs) Everyone else is in Adult Show. And he's stuck with... No, Dan, he means they get to have sex. Yeah, I know. But like how he says it, he's just like, we get to make up. Like You could play the same music from Full House with like (laughs) Michelle. like Michelle Tanner saying it. (laughs) Yeah. Then you like point to Billy eating cereal and he's like, you got it, dude. Oh my god. You're killing me, Billy. You are killing me. So we're back over at the Mancini's and the phone rings. Michael picks it up. It's Sammy. And his flight got delayed and he is going to go meet Michael at the hospital uh, that day. Right. So you can tell Jane's face is just like fear stricken. Yeah, she's like, oh, who's that, sweetie? (laughs) (laughs) Who, Who was that, baby? Was that? Oh, uh, Sammy? Oh, what does he want? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> What's he still doing around? <laughs> I wish you could see his face. Um, so. Who, who's on the phone, baby? I love you. <laughs> uh, so Michael's going to go meet him at the hospital, and Jane's face is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but, she, so, but she plays it cool. She's yeah. like, okay, but you better hurry up because we got that party. So Michael goes into the break room of the hospital and Sammy's already there. And that just really leads me to question, do they let anybody into the doctor's break room? Anyone. anyone. Like if they just come in and say, hi, I'm friends with this doctor. They're like, well, why don't you go into the break room and hang out? They let Jane in there with two hot dogs and some candles. (laughs) And so Sammy's there already hitting on Kimberly. Michael walks in and um sam just he go he walks straight into like apology mode and he's like hey michael man i got to apologize and michael's like for what oh she didn't tell you did she oh forget about it then yeah (laughs) he pulled a ronda 
remember Rhonda was like, hey, man, congratulations. You're having that baby. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Michael always gets his surprises ruined. Yeah, this was such a nice surprise, too. So, Michael is shocked. He can't believe it. And and immediately, Sammy's like, "Uh, are we cool? Do you forgive me? Are we pals? But he doesn't even, like, tell Michael. He has an internal conversation with himself, like, oh, great. She didn't tell you. She didn't tell you I kissed her. Man. Well, she probably forgot. And Michael's just (laughs) sitting there, like, uh, huh? Um, did she kiss you back? Yeah, and he's like, no, no, not at all. She, she was really surprised. Yeah, she she forgot. She totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, she probably just forgot. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And then, I don't even remember Michael's reaction. Does he just leave? Oh, no, like... He keeps uh, asking him, "Are we? do you forgive yeah, me? Sam, Sam, like, holds his hand up very high. Like, not handshake <laughs> height. Like, holds it up by his heart. And, like, extends it to Michael. And he's like... <laughs> Are we still friends? And then it's like hanging in the air. Like, Michael's like, I don't know. Right. And then I'm sure we're watching DVDs, of course. So I'm sure it cuts to commercial right there. And uh, and we just don't know if Michael accepts it. Right. So then we head over to Allison at D&D. And she's cleaning out her desk. And who surprises her but Lucy, her boss. She ambushes Allison and is like, oh, look at you, cleaning out your desk on the weekend. How nice of you, Allison, to leave, to call me on my answering machine and by the message, let me know that you're quitting and that you've already had your last day. And she's, (laughs) Dan, I know you want to say this line. You can say it. You can say it. (laughs) She says, it's called Notice, Allison. This isn't McDonald's. (laughs) Dan loved that. It's true, though. Dan used to work at McDonald's, and you had a similar experience, didn't you? Uh, sort of. Didn't your mom have to quit for you? No. That is not what happened (laughs) at all. All right. It was high school, and I worked at McDonald's, and the school, our school was having a dance, homecoming, and I wasn't going to miss homecoming, and I was scheduled to work, and then I told my boss, hey... Uh, I got this dance, and I'm in high school because I'm a kid, and I'm going to go. And then my boss was like, well, you're on the schedule. And then I said, okie dokie. <laughs> and I did not show up to work. I went to the dance because I am a kid. And then I came back to work like the next time I was supposed to work. And they were like, you don't work here anymore. And I was like... Okay, sounds good, but I need my check. And then my boss was like, you can't have your check until you give us back our uniform. And then I was like, I'll be right back. And I got my mom out of the car, and then my mom came into McDonald's and was like, give my son his check. And they did. Uh, Why wouldn't you just give back your uniform? Did you want to keep it? Because uh, I was either wearing it. I guess, like, yeah. Stripped down. I came to get my check. I didn't have my check. And I was like, Mom, they're not giving me my check. And she she just got it for me. Mm. And I still have that uniform, bitches. Do you? Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. (laughs) Somewhere. So I did not quit. I sort of assumed quitting. So... Anyway, Lucy is very disappointed. She tells them, uh, Allison that she vouched for her. She went on a limb for her. The upper management says that, hey, we should be looking at other people from to bring in from other firms. And Lucy was really firm about trying to hire within. And now that she's just got given Allison this promotion, she's walking away from it only after a short period of time. And Lucy's like, what? Why are you leaving? And Allison is like, I'm leaving because of Keith. Oh, yeah. And I feel for Lucy here because she has really looked out for Allison every chance. She's taken her to lunches. She's let her be late. To the ball? To the ball. She's let her be late all the time. Not show up? Yeah. She gave her, she let her leave work when, when she got carjacked. And at the end, 
she continues the trend by saying, well, let me know if you need a recommendation. Yeah. That's very nice of her. Yeah. Very nice of her. So now, Michael is headed home after finding out that Jane had a little smoochy time with with good old pal Sam. And Michael, he was scary. So Jane's getting ready for the party. She's packing up her picnic basket. And... Hey, baby, you better hurry up. Better it's going to be cold. You better grab a sweater. I meet Michael. Come on. We got to leave now. What are you doing by the door? And Michael just turns around. He's all and methodical. You can, you can see the anger brewing from within. Yeah. And they have they have like World War Three in the in their apartment. And then she takes a stance that I have a big problem with. She's like, oh. That's why I didn't tell you, because I knew you were going to blow up like this. And I'm like, look, here's the deal. If you're married and somebody kisses you, even if you didn't want it, you need to divulge that information immediately. I'd agree. You know, that's something. And, and, and I guess from a, from a, from a male perspective... It, it it hurts either way. If you wanted to kiss them, that obviously that's a little more painful. But if you even if you didn't want to kiss them, it still hurts because like somebody kissed your wife. And it's not somebody; it's your best friend from college. Right. So you're so you're, all the more reason to be like, oh, by the way, you know your college roommate like totally told me he loved me and tried to make out with me. Yeah, like you need to be on the way home. It's 93, so you need to stop at a payphone or something and get that off your chest immediately. <laughs> you can wait till you get home. But yeah, you need to have that conversation. And for her to just to try to spin it on Michael, like, you're angry. All you do is blow up at me, and that's why I don't tell you anything. It's very fucked up, Jane. Yeah, I'd agree that that was kind of not the way to take it. Not, not the way to... Because she... Because at the end of the day, you're right. She should have disclosed it. But she's not the one that kissed him. He kissed her. True. And he's like, look, you don't even look guilty. There's not an ounce of guilt on your face. And it's like, well, she doesn't really have to be guilty. I mean, like, she shouldn't have not told you about it. But it's not like she wanted it. He just did it. But, you know, everything after what Jane said... Is 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 a, is an irrelevant argument, and it just adds different layers to the fight. When when the core the core thing is that she didn't tell Michael, and and she, and then so so then the, the argument extends, and and now they're fighting about her reaction, his reaction, <laughs> like it just becomes this big thing, and then and then it it, it snowballs into. This marriage is about making you happy. And and then Michael takes it another step and he's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Which was kind of crazy. And then yeah. Rhonda walks into their apartment oh, at that very moment. <laughs> hey, y'all, yeah. what car are we going to take? And then <laughs> when Jane just like storms out of the room and she's like, I guess mine. Yeah, and, and and she has a big old bowl of what I can only assume is more fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> that's her favorite. That's her favorite dish. And uh, yeah, that that's where we leave that. So they are in they're in some big old turmoil. So they are at the going away beach party for Allison, and the whole crew is there. They're right there in Santa Monica Beach. You can see the pier in the background. Somehow they have a fire going. This is not allowed at Santa Monica Beach. No, it is not. Whatever. They're having a good time. Everyone's just like snuggled up around the fire. Amanda is there and she's sitting talking to Allison and she's like, wow, got a lot of friends here to, to see you off. And, and, Ama- and Allison takes that and knocks it out of the park. And she's like, yeah, bitch, I got friends. Where are yours? Yeah, she. Al, Allison's like, I don't see a lot of your friends around. And then Amanda's like, wow, that was a low blow. 
And it's like, well, Amanda, you're acknowledging you really don't have any friends because she doesn't. Yeah, she don't have any friends. And Allison was like, well, I heard a little bit about the other coworkers that you've had at D&D and that you just run them out. And then Amanda has to defend herself. And she's like, look, I am a tough person and the ad world is tough and people just aren't cut out for it. And it's not that I run them out. It's that they're not cut out for the job. And Allison confronts Amanda by saying, are all women just threats to you? And that's when Amanda goes to Billy and is like, Billy, I don't feel well. Take me home. And Billy is so submissive. He's like, okay, you got it. Bye, Allison. It was really fun hanging out with you. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go. Allison takes Billy aside and is like, she's not the one for you, Billy. I just needed to tell you that. Yeah. And good for her. Good for her. Allison was pretty strong in this episode. Yeah. Uh, we have a side conversation at this going away party with Jane and Michael. They're still just beefing over over this kiss heard around the complex. <laughs> next day. <laughs> yeah, next day we are going to cut to Michael showing up at work. Uh, Kimberly's taking a snooze. Taking a snooze in the locker room. And Michael's like... Man, why is talking to you so much easier than being at home? He's like, I'm here for 17 hours a day, and then I do great, and I go home, and I blow it. And then Kimberly is like, well, perhaps it's your concept of home. Yeah, Kimberly really sets it in like, you're home now. (laughs) And she's like, look, what do you say? I get you breakfast, no questions asked. And we just go and have a good time. And Michael's face lights up. He's like, and yeah, you can okay. see the opportunity like, well, Jane might be running around on me. I think I'm going to have some fun now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the first of many opportunities for Mr. Mancini. So we're back to Billy and Amanda's apartment. And Amanda is Fed up with Billy's uncleanliness. And Billy is miserable. He's eating like Lucky Charms, like playing with it like a like our like our eleven month old does. <laughs> and he's just like, nah, I don't like it here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it here one bit. Nah. Amanda is fed up. She comes in and demands that Billy clean up his clothes and just tidy up around here and billy is like well amanda what happened to i want to take care of you that was a lie wasn't it and amanda was pretty much like yeah it was yeah it's like yeah motherfucker i meant like i'll pick up like a sock (laughs) not your whole shit (laughs) and then and then amanda throws it back at billy and is like well, let's face it, you've been lying too because you've been comparing me to Allison ever since you moved in. And he's like, I'll never, she's like, I'll never be Allison. Allison sucks. She's this, she's that. And then Billy, he gets up and he pushes Amanda. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, Billy. He does. He straight up pushes her and he's like, hey, Allison's a sweetheart. She's a saint. You're wrong. She's sweet, sensitive, and deep. And if you took the time to get to know her, you'd notice that. And he says, why don't I say what we're both thinking right now? And Amanda's like, what, Billy? Don't hold back. What are you thinking? I think I moved in here way too soon. And now that I know you, what, Billy? What? I don't like you. Boom. And Holy Amanda, shit, yeah, Billy. What she, a fight. She walks past him and is like, get your stuff out of here by the end of today. Yeah, she's like, don't be here when I get home. Ouch. So Billy is on the way out. Uh, he he basically moves out. I think the only thing he got was that chair. That's it. <laughs> That's his only possession. Strapped to the hood of his taxi cab. Right. But we only really saw him move in a duffel bag anyway. So he's good. Uh, so he goes, is driving back to Melrose Place, basically, and he walks, uh, he's met by Allison and Keith, who are waiting for the airport to move to Seattle. 
and they've missed their cab. The or, shuttle yeah, they've missed hasn't their come sh- from the airport. Right, right, right. So Billy is like, hey, why don't I take you guys to the airport? Don't worry. I won't touch the fare. So they go over to Valley Airport, which is a totally fictional not airport. A Guys, that is not a thing. <laughs> and um, they get there and Billy's like, look, I want to walk you guys to the gate. I'll leave my cab here. They don't ticket cabs. The three of them walk into the airport. Immediately, a cop comes over and tickets Billy's cab. Yep. Which was just a fun little comedic relief there. And they get to the gate and Billy is like, Allison, don't do this. Don't go. You are not cut out for Seattle. Seattle is rain and you're sunshine. You need to stay. Don't do this. And Allison is like, it's too late, Billy. I have to. Keith has already gone on ahead of them and it's just the two of them. Allison is at the brink of tears. But at the last minute, she turns around and runs onto the plane, and then we see Billy's lips start to quiver. And doesn't he say, he yells out something like, Stay! Oh, no, 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 he goes, Come back! He goes, Allison, please! Please! <laughs> and then he does the lip quiver. <laughs> oh, Billy. Poor guy. And that is the end mm-hmm. of the episode. Thank God. Thank God. What time? Well, oh, shit. It's like 1230 a.m. now. Good night. <laughs> See what we do, guys? So, to recap, Jenny. Sammy kisses Jane. Allison agrees to move to Seattle. Michael finds out about this kiss and he's not very happy. And Billy calls it quits with Amanda. What are your 90s moments? I got... Uh, at the beginning of the episode, Michael is talking on a cordless phone with a massive antenna. Yeah, that was my number one. <laughs> Who could look past Jane's hat mm-hmm. at the dinner with those two blossom flowers? Yep. I have Jane and and Sam manually putting the convertible top, clipping it back on to yeah. the car. That shit don't happen today. (laughs) There's buttons for that. Billy looking at the newspaper to see what's going to be on television that night. Right. And Uh, then, of course, the idea of taping something off of TV. I didn't even think of that. Uh, When Billy's going to go for a run, he's rocking like an old school champion brand t-shirt. The last one is just uh, Billy being able to walk to the gate at the airport. Oh, yep. And I have Allison's tucked in poop-colored turtleneck sweater (laughs) at the beach. How was that attractive to anybody? And who the hell's tucking in sweaters? I don't... Allison Parker, baby. Why? Why? So what's the lesson that you take away from this episode, Dan? The lesson here, guys, is tell your husband when you get kissed. (laughs) Immediately. It's funny that you see it that way. Mine is, don't move in with someone you've known for a month. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for the Bitch of the Week. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. Last week. I said that Carrie Fellows was the bitch. And Jenny said that Amanda was the bitch. Right. Who do you think won? I know. With 78% of the vote, you've all said Amanda is the bitch of the week. And Jenny remains undefeated in bitch of the weeks. Hello. Well, let's see if I can keep my hot streak going. Okay. This week, I am going to nominate Allison as the bitch of the week. Now, some of you may disagree, but I feel the way that Allison has handled this moving situation as a huge bitch move. I mean, the conversation with Lucy really solidified this with me. Think about this. Allison didn't even have the guts 
to give her notice in person. She calls and leaves a message and then goes in on the weekend to move her stuff out just because she's so cowardly. She can't even face the person that gave her all of this opportunity. (laughs) I mean, that in itself, you're really leaving your employer in a really tough situation. And I think that is super bitchy. I mean, that's irresponsible. And it's so unlike Allison. It's totally against her entire character. She got really lucky with Lucy saying that she would leave her a recommendation. I mean, that kind of behavior is like, see ya, don't ever come back. I'm not gonna, like, you'll never work in this town again stuff. Mm-hmm. And the way that she's just like, oh, I don't live here anymore, bye. It's just like, <laughs> what? Valid, valid points. Dan, who are you nominating? I think you all know. Jane Mancini, you're a total bitch in this episode. Here is why. Number one, you kissed that man back. If it wasn't for a second, you did. And you told him that you would be too tempted to go upstairs with him, which probably also gave him a little man boner. Um, You lied about it. You kept it from your husband that his friend kissed you. Then, to make yourself feel good, you try to put on this fancy-ass dinner (laughs) A guilt dinner to make yourself feel good? Like, oh, I kissed his friend, but I made him this awesome dinner, so we're cool. Then you have the audacity to get mad at him when he's upset with you that you withheld this information, and then you try to spin it on him. Oh, man, you're a bitch. (laughs) You try to spin it on him that all this relationship is about is making him happy? No. No. Absolutely not. If this is happy, I don't know what is. Because you're not doing a good job of it. (laughs) Well, guys, you tell us who is going to win this week's contest. Is it going to be Allison? Because she's leaving her job high and dry and not giving any kind of a notice and is a little coward leaving in the middle of the night. Or Jane because she's a cheater and a liar and a sneak. Twitter, at MelrosePod. Right after you hear this episode, get on Twitter and vote for who you think it is. So this episode is entitled Irreconcilable Similarities, which I'm wondering who that refers to. Um, I think it refers to Allison and Billy. Right. Like they're not able to, to get back to roommates and they're... They're the same because they liked Nosferatu. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get it. I guess. That's what I got from it. So what would you name this if you could? I would rename... Well, I had had two. Uh, My first one was going to be Jane gets kissed, Michael gets pissed. (laughs) To account for everything that happened in the episode, I'm renaming it The Forbidden Fruits because... Sam is a forbidden fruit. Oh. Jane is also a forbidden fruit because it's Sam's friend's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith has been a forbidden fruit in in episodes past that now Allison is now with, but everyone tells her not to be with. And Amanda has been a forbidden fruit because Allison didn't want Billy to get with her. That's deep. Yeah. What do you got? Playing house. Because, uh... That's good. That's good. Oh, thanks. You're getting better. I'm trying, guys. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Okay. Predictions. Jane and Michael's marriage is going to fall apart real soon. Some way, somehow. Kimberly may have something to do with it. I think Allison is going to move back in with Billy at Melrose Place because it wouldn't be Melrose Place without those two. And then I think really we learn a lot from Keith about his line foreshadowing the future saying, 
when I think something is right, I hold on and I never let go. So I think when Allison does make her way back to Melrose Place, we're going to have a stalker and a half. Yep. Uh, you basically hit all of my points. Uh, I think Allison comes back uh, because Keith turns into a psycho killer. Uh, Michael starts cheating with everyone. And my last one is Matt shows up to give someone bad advice. <laughs> yeah, where was he this episode? Nowhere. No Matt. No Terrence. I wish, money. I wish Terrence was in the episode. <laughs> well, hopefully next time. Yep. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MelroosePod. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Email is MelrosePod at gmail.com. And we want to thank everyone who has contributed to our podcast via Patreon. If you want to get on that, you can go to patreon.com slash MelrosePod. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 